back to the Flash Flashcast. Uh, with you, as always, I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and joining me, Tony Sindelar and Phil Mozilak. We are here to discuss this week's episode, which features some of the most horrific karaoke singing we've seen in some time, one of the dumbest Cisco moves of the series to date, and um, a disappointingly tiny amount of Tom well- of Dr. Wells, although a very touching My Three Dads segment. Um, Let's see. The three of us will Rochambeau to see who will do the the recap this week. Um, Should we rock, paper, scissors it? I vote not me. Okay. (laughs) I did it last time. (laughs) All right. So Phil's is not him, and you did last time. Why don't I pull up the handy flash recap timer for 45 seconds? I will hit the start button, and we'll go. Bing. First things first. Let's go... Straight to the stinger at the end, Gorilla Grodd is living in a sewer and he's coming for you. Now, to get back to the episode at hand, the villain of the week is boring, and I can't even remember her name. The upshot is that she teleports over the place doing crimes for her boyfriend, but when the pedal hits the metal and she's about to get arrested, her boyfriend bolts, leaving her to be locked in a room full of one-way glass while Cisco smugly says she won't get out. He has a lot of stake in making sure people don't get out anymore because he let out Harley um, in an effort to try to figure out what the heck happened to... um, What's his face? The uh, Caitlin's uh, Caitlin's now ex-boyfriend. Long story short, uh, two became one, like in a Spice Girls song. Also, Barry is finally moving on, and Iris does not seem to be too happy about it because she no longer has her puppy on demand. And most touching My Three Dads segment ever. There we go. 45 seconds. (laughs) Well well done. Very well done. And uh, the villain was Peekaboo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like Peekaboo, like the the skier. Okay. Yeah, there was, um, it seems like so random thoughts before we get into our more defined segments it seems like the theme for this week was love makes suckers of us all I mean, um that was kind of i mean i think the, the episode yeah. title was roughly that right yeah it was it was crazy love um yeah. another another subtext i took away was god aren't you glad you're not in your 20s anymore because yes. everybody this was, was a very a very cw episode um yeah which i can i feel like i can kind of laugh at uh at this point mm-hmm. and, and be amused by but it's mm-hmm. like this is not this is not for me um, yeah. I am not the target audience of this this content, and and that's okay. Uh, yeah. I can still enjoy it, but like this was this was not built for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very CW episode. Yeah, yeah I was just saying uh, same thing. It's like get, it, it's got yeah that, to it's, get to the love. Poor Caitlin decides it's finally time to move on, and and she feels like she doesn't have a life anymore. So she goes out, she ties one on, and inveigles Barry into doing karaoke with her, and it's a really cute scene. I, and th- even- I like that scene. Yeah, so did I. She's a terrible singer, either in real life or or whether she's she's acting. But it was it was great watching her be a bad singer enthusiastically, and and Barry has a really nice voice. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was sweet how he took care of her and put her to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny how it took Iris like not even bothering to tell Barry she had alternate plans for Barry to finally realize that she takes him for granted. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just like the idea that apparently because he's been a hero, he's allowed to sneak a peekaboo when yeah. he was changing her. Yeah, she's like, treat yourself, go on ahead. <laughs> yeah, that, that dialogue was was a little painful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's 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 basically, there, there are consent issues there, and it's kind yeah. of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're. That was questionable. Yeah. I like I, I like that basically in this episode, Barry makes time with Linda, who is actually a feature in yeah. the Flash universe. I like that Iris is put out by Barry making time with Linda. Like, she's really upset by it because she. I think it's finally hit her that if Barry gets a girlfriend who is a better reporter than Iris is, then uh, she's not going to have her, her backup plan in place. Okay. And give me, um, wait, give me I, think Barry and, I think Barry and Caitlin are super cute together, too. I'm rooting for them. 
All right, now give me the DC nine on Linda. How does she okay, figure so into this? Linda Park is the girlfriend and eventually marries the third Flash, Wally West. So it's totally unclear what you know what connection she would have with Barry Allen. It, you know, from the mm-hmm. comics, that's not an established thing. But yeah, she's an established actually. character in the Flash universe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. And you know, and there are. I, I don't know. I mean. I, I, it, you know, maybe because we don't know, is there going to be a Wally West or is this Barry Allen going to be kind of a mixture of them and of, of the characteristics of that? And, they, you know, they've done that with yeah. other versions mm-hmm. of the Flash, like in the uh, the Justice League cartoon. I think it is Wally West, but he's very much got like the Barry Allen story mixed into it. Um, yeah. So we don't know. But yeah, so she is. I mean, just like anything, they, you know, why invent a character when we can at least just slap a name of an existing DC Comics character on, on a person, even if... Um, you know that we're not going to bring in too much baggage with that, but yeah, I I do wonder if they also do that to have the 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 invested fan base go nuts because yeah. they're like Linda had twins who later did it and yeah. and so people like spin these elaborate theories and it gets them more invested. Yes. Um, that seems like a double edged strategy because you get somebody who actually will spend like forty hours a week thinking about this, and then when the writers in the writers room are like, and now Linda is running off with Barbara Gordon, everyone's like, wait, what? No, no this is not. Mm-hmm. Not every Billy D. Williams gets to be a Two Face. You gotta, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah. Basically, the theme of this week was 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 love makes us dumb. There were a it was a surprisingly scanty amount um, of uh, my three dads, but we can. But what they had really packed a punch. We can get to that in a little bit. Should we do the Doctor Wells Wells Doctor Wells Wellness Check? Yeah, we don't we don't get a lot of time with Doctor Wells's episode, so he seems like mm-hmm. he's doing okay. He's yeah. basically quoting Wikipedia on quantum entanglement, uh, but you uh-huh. know, he, he doesn't do much, so he seems like he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, it kind of blew a theory that I've been kind of rolling in the back of my head, and when I uh-huh. stuck the thermometer in, I'm not really sure because here's my conspiracy. I've mm-hmm. got like what? three conspiracy theories, and none of them are plausible. So okay, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it, I want to well, hear them. Is is it possible that our Dr. Wells is Barry from the future? That was one of them. But then when he mm-hmm. started talking mm-hmm. about quantum entanglements and things of that nature, I'm looking at this kid and I'm thinking, are you going to know about that? And I just mm-hmm. can't get there. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was well, that whole idea that if Wells did come from the future and he's stuck. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. let, let's say Wells is Barry, though, mm-hmm. if I'm stuck in it, like, you know, how many ever years behind him, maybe I will start boning up on my uh, physics. Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, if he is from a significant far point in the future and, you know, and Barry is a scientist, right? He's a, he's, you know, like a forensic scientist, but it's possible that in the future, you know, he could have access to. Uh, technology and be, have a, a and a degree of scientific literacy that could pass as like a genius. You know, it's also like what age is he, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. if he's actually much older but is able to appear, you know, just as young as Doctor Wells looks through future science, uh, I don't know. You could that that is that is I I feel like that is a possible uh, conspiracy theory. I'm willing to entertain uh, the one I was kicking around with a friend, um, which there's totally no hints at it. But it would make me happy because he's uh, a ridiculous DC Comics character who doesn't get to mm-hmm. appear in enough stuff. Is that if Dr. Wells was a uh, Booster Gold? Um, <gasps> yes, yes. That would make I, me so happy. There's no reason to I feel to think like that. John Hamm should be Booster Gold. Like in, in, he, in my. 
Yeah. In my world where I cast movies and TV shows, I would I would say to John Hamm, shake off that stupid, dumb, boring, angry Don Draper and mm-hmm. be Booster Gold. See, you're I handsome and goofy. You'd be, you can, you'd be you can great get at John Hamm for the movie version yeah. of Booster Gold, but you're not going to get John Hamm for the, the TV Booster Gold anymore. Uh, to uh, Phil, I don't know if you know who Booster Gold is, but Booster Gold's premise is that he is uh he's basically kind of a con artist. I guess he's not. He's he is a guy from the 25th century who steals like some technology and a time travel thing and comes to present day to be a rich superhero with his <laughs> fancy technology and like so he's he is a he's, just he's really ostensibly bad at a superhero too. but he's really mm-hmm. vain and he's really interested in like material items and um and things like that. So, so there's no reason to believe that Dr. Wells is that other than uh the idea that he has he is maybe is from the future and that is another character in the future but probably way too far in the future. Okay, mm-hmm. I just did a quick search for Booster Gold. Yes, I remember him. I thought he was some sort of like basically a like a a fake comic that was basically built around like a product. <laughs> you, you know, like you would have like mm-hmm. Kellogg's type cereal, and mm-hmm. somehow he got like bigger than that. Uh, he, there's a lot of crossover between Booster Gold and say Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Um, okay, so I that's see where I, that idea would come from. Okay, um, okay. I'm but, just, I just but, didn't yeah. want, but he's, want he's to be valid. totally he's, off. He's established. Yeah. He has his own comics line. He's, he's part of the new 52 mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. So, no, he used to be Ted Kord's best friend. Yeah, that was, so and I was also, a lot. That was my other, yeah. I think it would be great if they had uh, uh, one of the versions of the Blue Beetle someday yeah. made an appearance on, on Flash or Arrow. Um, yeah. Especially the, the newest Blue Beetle, who's, who's a kid now instead of Ted Kord, Jaime Reyes, would be like, yeah. Total CW material. He um, so. Yeah. Oh, oh, please, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's um, the thing I liked about this week's Doctor Wells Wellness check is he was really playing dad of the lab big time because mm-hmm. in his first scene he's like, "All right, Barry, you've done your good deed for the night. Now everyone needs some rest." And it was such a dad thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then his second big scene is after Caitlin slinks and all hungover, and he's like, "Everyone, Cisco has something <laughs> he'd like to tell you." Yeah. And and it was just you know. Ward, I have to talk to you about the beaver. <laughs> it's just, and I thought, is he becoming fatherly with them despite himself, or is this part of the long con? Like, I, I love, see, I, I love that be- he does this, and now I, and now I second guess all of his motivations. See, I think, I think it's real. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I believe it, right? I mean, I think, yeah. you know, he may have a sinister long term plan and know that he's going to have to sell these people out, but he's, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he has genuine feelings right. for them. I think even his, like, you know, his feelings for, for, for Hartley Rathaway, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he has, I mean, that, that scene where he has Hartley kind of, like, kicked out of his lab was, like, the one scene that didn't quite um, feel, like, accurate to the character of Wells in the last episode. And But maybe that was because Hartley was actually threatening his, his big picture, long-term evil plan. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting we'd see more of him. We'd have, you know, there was no scene where he's in his his secret space room scheming he didn't get out of a chair and stab anyone um i i kind of i thought we would keep building from from last episode where we get to see him running around but nope i guess he's he's laying low for a little while so yeah the dr wells wellsness check this week he's well hail and hardy hail and hardy (laughs) all right so next segment i'm no scientician but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right drop it on us okay first off i'm no scientician but the last time I saw a superhero grabbing a bullet, his name was Superman. Mm-hmm. And I really, now they did give him a little bit of a mark from the bullet, mm-hmm. but that was really kind of a sneaky move. It really, 
you know, it did, it lacked like a little bit of that super slow motion where we would mm-hmm. believe it a little bit. I just it was one of those that it was the the effect just didn't come off correctly for me. Like it doesn't really work, right? I mean, it's like how do you deflect a bullet? I mean, it's like where does the force of the bullet go, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to go somewhere. So and and and. Like- and there's a lot of friction there. And granted, yeah. the Flash can absorb a lot of friction, but... Yeah, I mean, his that... his suit is this, like, special thing made to protect, like, future firefighters or something like that, they said in the first mm-hmm. episode. So, suit magic. Um, That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The, uh, the I'm no scientist in butt segment that got to me this week is... They already know that Harley Rathaway's power is rise or fall based on A, his ability to manipulate sound, and B, his ability to, to deal with his, his, his little earplugs. Why didn't Cisco think to build in any, any fail safes beyond? Oh, if I just if I just broadcast a frequency, like Harley takes those things out on the regular. Why didn't he think about that? Yeah, you know, it just it seems like it was a really poorly thought out thing from somebody who actually spends a lot of time fantasizing about special fireman suits. So, <laughs> so that was my. I'm no scientist, but you know, it, it really. I find it hard to believe that after all the work they did to to get Harley and and make sure that they could contain him, that. Uh, you know, Wells wouldn't have like wheeled by and made made, made a side an out of the side of his mouth clip about, and we need to have a failsafe in case somebody decides to break him out, or and we need to have a failsafe because he's smart and he has a lot of free times on his hands now. You know, like that never occurred to them. They they can't be that arrogant about their their little their 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 little super secret jail. Uh, um, and, and the other that thing says, is yeah, mm-hmm. the, the whole go ahead. Uh, and, and we got some uh, feedback on Twitter with this with the uh-huh. uh, cochlea versus the cochlea. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact it is cochlea. Um, but, you know, whenever somebody takes out their hearing aids, there is uh-huh. an audible whine that those who can hear, hear, mm-hmm. you know, that feedback sound. Mm-hmm. And did he not, did he not take that device out of the same ear that he mm-hmm. took it out the last time? And first off, what's it doing in there in the first place? If you're gonna, if you're putting these super villains in a padded cell, why are you giving them devices that you know they can augment? He doesn't need to hear. Sorry for your luck. I mean, it's it's it's. Well, I, I feel even, bad. Maybe maybe I I muddled it. I'm confused. Do that because he's got these things, and they're not quite hearing aids because they're like physically like implanted in him. Like he's pulling things out of his skull. Right? Are they for mm-hmm. here? I thought they were to like negate. I thought they were to modulate. Hearing. They yeah, were to modulate that, that thing like, that he hears in his head all the time. Because I thought that, that they put the hearing aids in there as like a human a humane measure where he's like, I can't think straight. I'm in a lot of pain because of this accident. Because I thought the problem is that he is like his hearing is basically super amplified. And without that to modulate it, he would go insane Crazy. because he would. It's not that he can't hear. It's that he's hearing too much. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. I, I, I take it back slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it is still a container. You know, I mean, because he already kind of played this game where he pulled those out and blew up a, a door and, you know, um, yeah, you, you think that um, Cisco would have planned for that. But I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they they needed to get that. I mean, it was clear that this character was going to come back and he's going to do something interesting and he had to get out. Right. And yeah. I guess the, the, the way that they got there was not. I, I thought the fight scene between them was kind of ridiculous because it was oh. like, they're really like. Like, they're just kind of slapping at each other, slapping it's, at each it's... other, but also like flipping each other around. There's just a bunch of exactly. nerds. Exactly. Yeah. Know that they could like lift each other up like that. Yeah. When um, did Cisco but... turn into an MMA fighter? 
Yeah, there, yeah, like you can see the scene where like the, like he does a crazy thing and you can't see his face and it's like it's clearly like a stuntman and it's like I don't I don't even believe that the actor who, who plays Cisco could do that, let alone that the character could you know like flip a guy over. Yeah, yeah. doing verbal arm bars. I don't know. Uh, there wasn't. I mean, this this episode has a lot less kind of action uh, than others, and you know, even like the fights with with Peekaboo are kind of cheesy, right? Because they're like, yeah. the first one is, and the, even like the lead up to the, to the Flash getting shot and then you know, not getting shot, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of a cheesy and kind of flat scene for something that was supposed to be, like, you know, a dramatic part of the episode. And I guess maybe it's just one of these little crumbs that they're dropping that they, we kind of got two this episode, where yeah. he saves the the person in the car right before it explodes, and he somehow doesn't get hit by a bullet with this idea that, like, he's able to tap into magic speed force yeah. in times of, like, you know, he he's able to kind of go further than he can push himself in moments yeah. of like stress and crisis right in extreme um, stress like yeah. some people get adrenaline surges he gets the speed force yeah and the speed force yeah. for all intents and purposes is basically magic right now yeah right? yeah well that's that's there's there's a lot of the the, the cw slash dc universe yeah. that that's just you know as i think as erica once said apply liberal amounts of hand waving yeah <laughs> yeah but, i feel yeah. for the, the i'm no scientist Every time they mention some weird techno babble, I plug it into Google and see what it is. So, like, you know, the Dr. Wells stuff about quantum entanglement, that's like, that's kind of, you know, that's a thing. And he, he, he uses an actual Einstein quote there. That's okay. But the stuff that then Hartley is talking to um, Cisco about, about the, the scientists that they're, and he's like, quantum splicing, molecular tragmography. Yeah. Just so yeah. you know, that stuff totally made up. My also question, again, not a uh-huh. scientist, but like, how does being an <laughs> expert in those things help you? When you're getting melted by dark matter, it's like, no, 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 I can't get melted by dark matter. I'm an expert on this. Let me fuse with someone <laughs> instead. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I'm not a scientist, but like, you know, it's like, I'm a fire expert. I can't be hurt by fire. It's like, no, I think fire hurts everybody. So clearly, like, if you're being eaten by an alligator, you're like, no, this doesn't work. I know a lot about lizards. Yeah. It turns out <laughs> crocodiles are not impressed by your degrees. No, no, they're not. <laughs> so on this matter, then knowledge is not power as they might believe it might be it's not at the last minute no that's right leading okay. up to that the closer you get to a, an alligator the less knowledge is valuable <laughs> <laughs> there's your tagline for the episode the closer you get to an alligator the less your knowledge is valuable <laughs> i'm not an expert on alligators yeah i'm an expert on people who are experts yeah. on alligators and you know I, I i did enjoy the the cell they put peekaboo in on the scientician thing where cisco's like well it's one way reflective glass duh and um so this way when she teleports because she can only teleport places that she can see mm-hmm. and, which you know, and you guys it already... sounds like it's it's ostensibly it's like a useless little power because you, you you're limited by your field of vision in I mean, a way I thought the way yeah. in the first scene where they introduce her and she's using the spyglass to jump far away yeah. points like that was kind of cool i mean yeah she's also i mean She's she's kind of kind of a dumb character, but like mm-hmm. kind of interesting in that because you were complaining before, like everyone, yeah. every metahuman so far has like basically become like a hero or a villain. And she's kind of just a person who's like, yeah, caught up in this and like is dating a guy who's a dirtbag. And yeah, like, try So like, I mean, this was kind of nice in that we see like, how come how come there isn't just a random person in uh, Central City who, you know, who doesn't turn to immediate, you know, I mean, she mm-hmm. ends up in a life of crime, but she kind of gets, you know. Not through yeah. her own choice, right? Um, well, sort of. She makes she has a terrible choice in men, obviously. Yes. Um, but you know, I mean, it's like yeah. she's dating a jerk who is then yeah. working for a crime boss who forces her at gunpoint to help out, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. And then um, and then she is shocked shocked that her that her incarcerated boyfriend makes poor decisions. Um, 
but you know it goes back to that whole big theme which is that we do a lot of dumb things for love and Mm -hmm. um I, I sort of, and, and this may be the first and or last time I says, I sort of feel like Iris got an unfair shake in this episode a little bit because the whole episode is her carping about her job to Barry and her dumping on Barry and um, then her casually shaking off his offer, his, his, his rearranging his entire schedule to help her out. And then at the end, she has her little snit when Barry's like, I have a date with someone. And she's like, ow. Like, you know, he walks into the newsroom and she instantly assumes that he's there to help her or he's there to hang out with her. And to me, that just, I was like, that's staggeringly self-centered, even by, by Irisian standards. You know, that, that seemed a little out of place for her, because she has shown in the past that she's capable of almost human-like compassion and, and empathy. And, and in this episode, it was basically, oh, Barry, the ever-helpful background furniture in my life. And I get that it was supposed to be for Barry's benefits that he could be like, you know, I, I could probably do a lot better with someone else, but... I was like, well, this, 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 it doesn't explain why Barry fell for her in the first place. Am I the, am I the only one feeling that? Yeah. I, 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 I well, I mean, I, I think it's like, she's the, the childhood crush, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know, Barry's, you know, he's a millennial. He's got to grow up, right? He's yeah, gonna, he he's does. Gonna, he's got to work through that, right? Or right, they first end of all, I, I don't like he, I, That whole God, saying m- millennial is getting a little tiresome. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little tiresome. <laughs> but it's like I'm saying like hey that's what we do you target yeah. audience i'm just like you relate yes. to me buy my stuff <laughs> i understand you young people enjoy the promiscuous dating and buying of things <laughs> let us go karaoke i also yes. like i like how the dive bar in central uh-huh. city is like way nicer than anything it's we so ever see in Starlings. Nice. like yeah. the first scene in this week's episode of the arrow is like uh-huh. in a bar where like you're gonna get tetanus but like the dive bar in Central City is like really classy. That is a nicer place than I would ever go. You can easily <laughs> eat off the floor. Easily. They have little lamps on all the table. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. What kind of dive is that? The whole point of a dive bar is you can't see anything and your feet stick yeah, to the ground. And like you can't breathe. I, that's yeah. I don't Central yeah. City is, you know, a nice place. Yeah, good grief. Even yeah, the sewer. It, even the sewer is pretty spacious. Like you can fit a little gorilla down there really easy. Um, yeah, that yeah. he's like building an empire down there. It looks like there's like graffiti to, dedicated to him and everything. So I wasn't sure if that was him. Yeah, but to, or to if jump it's like ahead. To, all uh, right, uh, we're yeah, we're yeah. we're we're there. We're there. Uh, you you brought it all out. So I'm gonna we've say this some, right the now. Gorilla vertical of, of the uh, <laughs> segment of the uh, you're, you're damn right. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what I want to know because I did a little bit of research, just a little bit on Gorilla Grod, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mispronounce his name because, you know. I, uh, you never mispronounce a, a large gorilla's name. That's right. No. Um, he is an arch nemesis of the Flash. Well, when you think about it, a really fast guy, the opposite of a really fast guy is a gorilla with telekinetic powers. So, mm-hmm. like, that's just like, you know. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, sure. Sure. Not like yeah. the, the slow guy or. Uh, quicksand or slow them up. No Mr. one was Gummo. buying sloth comics in the back of the first century, so they had to. Next chance was Gorilla. So yeah, okay, okay. I just I just wanted to make sure. All right, I I don't know why he is he is considered like one of the Flash's main rivals, but the Flash has wacky villains. I'm, they're starting to grow. Yeah, like they're kind of cheesy and ridiculous, but I'm starting to find them lovable. So I I don't know. Uh, I'm just maybe it's I'm just I'm weak, but um, yeah. I, the, I feel like I feel like the arrow gets villains that are you know like a league of assassins or they're working with Amanda Waller and they're very serious people who are either out of their mind crazy 
or possessed of a bunch of really daunting combat type skills. And the Flash gets villains who are like, well, I have superpowers and I have gadgets and or. And I literally have nothing better to do than try and rob a bank in a city that's being patrolled by a Scarlet Blur. That is what I'm going to like. If I had if if I were bent towards evil, like visibly bent towards evil, and I had been given special powers in that blast, I think Central City is the last place I would go. I would go like somewhere start somewhere else. Yes, go someplace else, start a new life and, you know, foster a crime wave in another part of the country that's not defended by like either the arrow or the flash. Any other city in Exactly. You know, in North America. Yeah. <laughs> so Fine. so there's a little bit of that. You know, really, it's hard to, you, it, you, it you, you criminals about, have such limited imaginations. Well, they, you know, they have limited means and, you know, yeah. it's hard. you have ties to an area and, you know, they, they don't have the same, you know, SEC, um, you know. Yeah. They, so uh, it's, maybe, hard. Maybe, it's, yeah. it's hard to set out on your own, you know. Yeah. I mean, their families are there <laughs> yeah. or their Mobility families Mobility is killed. tough in this day and age. That's yeah. right. So. Yeah, when your family's <sighs> killed in, in your, yeah, I said when, when your family's killed in your, in the city that you live in. You mm-hmm. tend to want revenge and stay there. It gives you a lot of stick with it ability. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is true, even if it's not for you. For, even if it's not smart for you in the long run, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm Did you have any, other, any other questions or concerns about Gorilla Grodd, Phil? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me let me go with another one. Okay, since okay. there are only two cities in this world, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming from my research as a scientist that gorillas don't live in North America. Usually, unless they come from a zoo. So, I mean, we have not fully explored the world and the landscape of where Central City and Starling City is, but traditionally, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I assumed it was in North America. Um, I think so. It seems like it. And gorillas are a jungle type yeah. creature. Do you know where Gorilla Grot is from? Oh, why don't you go ahead and tell me? Gorilla, Gorilla. City. Oh, well, why wouldn't you be? That seems oh, that's <laughs> you know? right in between the two, isn't it? Is it not? Uh, I I believe it's in Africa, and I believe it's in you know in the DC universe. It's just in mm-hmm. Africa, even though there are countries in Africa. No, so. there aren't. Not in the DC universe. It's all yeah. It's Africa. Yeah, <laughs> although they're doing marginally better than um, the Marvel universe, where there's Wakanda. Yeah. Yes, because that's that's not ugh, Jesus. I could go off about how and Marvel's got Madripoor and Wakanda yeah. and, 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 and somebody sat there and like just threw darts at a map until they came up with something. But yeah. uh, no, it's, I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the Gorilla Grot episode mostly because I, I really hope somebody is like, wait, what? A gorilla? A smart? <laughs> and, and then goes, Dr. Wells, who thought this was a good idea? Why did you think it was a good idea well, to I'm make here. a gorilla smarter? Like science yeah. is not about should we or could we? It's you should be asking why as often as you're asking why not. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's kind of like, I mean, Gorilla CGI seems like expensive. I don't know how much, like, they may yeah. have to use him very sparingly. Um, Otherwise, uh, it's like some poor stuntman who was like, Andy Circus got all the glory in yeah. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Andy Circus is understudy. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's, you know, I'm interested to see, like, what version of Gorilla Grodd is it, right? Because Gorilla Grodd eventually becomes, like, He's a genius, and he's got these ability to like basically kind of mind control people. The mm-hmm. version that we saw is just kind of rampaging around the sewers, grabbing people, and yeah. maybe has basic literacy such that he's scrawling his own names on the wall. Right? It oh, seems that's like, haunting. If so, that's so, maybe if he's that's not the limit like, of it. Super genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's more you know 
monstrous. Yeah. Now, no. that could be yeah. interesting as a sympathetic character where, you mm-hmm. know, the Flash doesn't necessarily want to, you know, hurt him because he's completely unique at mm-hmm. the same time completely unpredictable as, mm-hmm. you know, his animal instincts would would Now, I'm writing a lot for the for the story right now, but I mean that that's where I could see this being interesting. But they put mm-hmm. any kind of electrodes or crowns or things mm-hmm. of that nature on his head. Um, that's what, it, that's what I'm going to laugh is, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hats. As soon as it gets to a gorilla hat, you're out. Uh, uh, I'm not so. out, but I'm in it a little bit differently. <laughs> mm. I'm wondering, like, because there is that whole kind of thing, like, you know, Barry is this, like, super nice guy who, and I'm surprised they haven't really played up, like, the sympathy for any of the villains yet, right? And I, I kind of thought they would with, with Hartley and, you know, with with Peekaboo now. I mean, it's like, like hers even seems like the one-way mirror seems, mm-hmm. like, even slightly more horrific, right? Especially because yeah, it's much like, more horrific. you are just, like, you're this young woman who kind of fell in with the wrong people. Like, if you were tried in by, like, a jury, you might get off with, like, probation or something. But it's like, no, solitary confinement in a room the size of a closet with a mirror for like mm-hmm. indefinitely um and i mean i think they must be building towards some, i mean no one will ever get out you know what that means is they're you're like they're getting out from the season like, finale like they're all gonna get out right and you know especially now that hartley has gotten out and he knows about the jail and knows where it is like you know it seems like hartley or or captain cold or both of them or somebody's gonna come back and like bust everybody out and you know and put together it's gonna be like a, the a team the, of villains or something right? it's gonna be like every season finale on arrow yeah because that is the thing that i love about and, and just to get to that oh, it's a crossover look um that's the thing i love about the finales on those show is they just go bonkers where like one year it's all look a cabal of billionaires is gonna do a fake earthquake and the city will fall into chaos and then the second year it's and now an army of serum powered super soldiers are are gonna rampage through the city because reasons and so my hope is that we have some sort of league of evil type showdown where it's captain cold and and the heat miser and <laughs> gorilla grod and hartley and whomever else has managed to slip through their grasp and it's poor barry facing off against like eight of these people and Dr. Wells is flushed out of his wheelchair for some reason or another. Like, I, I hope that's what we're, we're building up to. Okay, so by that, could we have a Legion of Doom? Now, I'm not, con- I, I'm not completely versed in the Legion. I remember the Legion of Doom from Super Friends and that super so, cool mm-hmm. underwater guy. So maybe there won't be the Legion, but the big thing, because that's like, the Legion of Doom fights like the Justice League, right? And they've got the, yeah. the dome thing that rises up out of the swamp in the cartoons. Oh, like yeah. That. But Flash does have the rogues who team up who are like an organized group and the mm-hmm. rogues are like captain cold and you know they, and many of the other people we've seen uh pied piper and so on um and like i guess they are i like they have like one of the things about the rogues is that they have like like a code of i think they have like policies right like they, they're not allowed mm-hmm. to like kill civilians and, and and people like and things like that um and so they're the idea they're the they're super villains that play by the rules i guess so maybe it seems likely that there could be something like that. I don't know if we'd get the full Legion of Doom because the Legion of Doom would, has like you know you've got like Black Manta who's really just there to fight Aquaman because he can't do anything else. And that know, guy was uh, the sweetest other. one of them all. I love that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you guys want to talk about uh, Barry's dad? I feel like that was a, an exciting yeah. thing about this episode. We haven't chatted that's, about yet. That's the, that's the My Three Dads segment. Yeah. My oh, Three sorry. Dads, My Three Dads. I've got three dads. Yes, Barry's Three Dads. Um, Joe was in short supply this week, for sure. Um, I feel like that the so surrogate dad was, was on short supply, mm-hmm. and we've already established Dr. Wells' unnervingly um, positive and helpful interactions with other people. Yeah, this is the week for Barry's biological dad to shine. I was, and, every time he came back, I was like, you again, wow. I was like, you know. Yeah. Like, I figured we'd get one scene with him, but it's like, nope, he's going to keep popping back. And um, I'm not afraid to admit that that very last scene where um, Barry's dad basically lets him know that, you know, there was a reason he was a police investigator before he was a wrongly accused murderer. Uh, and he does the, well, if the flash from my son, I would tell him all these wonderful things. Like, I got a little verklempt. It was just like one of the sweetest, 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 yeah. most authentic. It was really nice to see that, that Barry's father issues are largely confined to, I have a father in prison and, and not my father didn't love me or my father cut down my self-worth or anything like that. Instead, you know, he's got a dad who loves him and who had said earlier in the episode, I feel so helpless and not very useful. And like when an opportunity came to be useful to Barry, like not only did he rise to meet that opportunity, he basically set like the new standard for like healthy superhero parent relations on, on mm-hmm. all the shows. It was just wonderful. I loved it. I just- I like the first scene where they meet in the cell where Barry is, you know, he's doing science, right? Yeah. And oh, he, yeah. he gets to walk past, basically, and they do the thing where, like, he is handcuffed and he kind of just, like, puts his hands with Barry's hands. Because, yeah. like, you know, it's clearly he wants to hug him, but he's, like, hand- and I was like, I don't know, that was touching and, and you know, mm-hmm. really well acted for this show, I thought. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was. Um, oh, it was just great. I, I Yeah. Well, so, the thing, I guess, my, the, the, the thing that I find is going to be interesting about the whole My Three Dads thing is, um two of Barry's three dads are working in direct opposition to each other or Mm -hmm. because there's a reason that Dr. Wells wanted Barry's dad in prison. Otherwise, because let's just assume that Dr. Wells is, is the, 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 the yellow speedster who went back and killed the lady and all that. Um, he wants Barry's dad out of the way for some reason. So, so here's what is that? Yeah. You know, Again, conspiracy theories. I think this is like my favorite part about watching this show is like mm-hmm. making up stuff that'll be disproved in the next episode or never ever come up. I mean, Barry's dad seems very kind of at peace with being in, wrongly imprisoned, right? Yeah, he and, does. And he, fig- and he, you know, he figures out that Barry is the Flash and has that touching. Like, do you think he, is it possible that he knows something, right? Huh. Like, I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just he, it's been a long time and he's he's come to terms with his situation, you know, being wrongly imprisoned for the murder of his wife. But, like, I wonder if there's something like he knows something about the future or 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 something that like or something about what actually caused his wife to get killed or something that mm-hmm. like is giving him some kind of big picture, um, you know. I would love to believe what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I really would love to. I don't think they've seen that angle, if they have. Mm-hmm. Of course, Barry's dad, I remember him being the Flash yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a super cool show, you know, for what it was. And for my age level, I dug it Um, on a su- complete side note. But, I mean, you're right. If you're comfortable in jail, te- you tend to be very, you're guilty of something. If you're innocent, you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And like, he seems like, I mean, he's like, he's cheery, right? He's not like, 
horribly depressed or well, morose. At least every not that time we've seen. seen him that way, he's been with yeah, Barry though, Barry. so he's not yeah. really laying down. He's not going to yeah. try and mess Which up is, his kid. Like if we had yeah. an episode that was like, and here's Barry's dad in prison and what he does all day. Like yeah. it might be a different thing where we find out that you know he he has like a good long cry for two hours every morning or. Yeah. Also, if he's a former cop in prison, chances are good he's on a, he's not in Gen Pop because they do terrible things. So yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if there's. I mean, I don't know. I just I think it's like the comic book thing where like everything mm-hmm. has to tie in in some ridiculously yeah. outlandish way. Like maybe Barry's dad is the good Reverse Flash, but mm-hmm. probably not. <laughs> so, oh, how cool uh, would that? Well, be? if he well if he was the good Reverse Flash, then why is he totally cool with effectively orphaning his son for for a decade? Well, he's lost his powers, and, yeah. you know, cos- Cosmic Rays, Lisa, <laughs> Cosmic Rays. I guess so, yeah. I, I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, know. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if, just, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's pretend that, that you're right, that he is reverse flash. <laughs> A dangerous assumption. <laughs> okay, so. it's very dangerous. But so far, do we have any clear understanding of how uh, reverse flash and Dr. Wells were both in that particle accelerator, you know, action? Not really. See? Right? I mean, and that's the whole, like, Dr. Wells gets beat up by the reverse flash. Is that Dr. Wells maintaining his cover? Or no, you know, or something else, right? I mean, we don't know. So. And was Barry's dad there when his his wife died? I can't remember. I want to say yes, but I don't know. No, he kind of walked in on it. He's... In proximity, right? it's it's okay, it's one of so, those the fugitive situations where he like walks in to try to take care of business, and then like Richard Kimball, he's wrongfully mm-hmm. accused, and he well, tells a cockamamie story, nobody will believe him. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, for example, that was the whole thing because it doesn't Barry say that he recognizes that there were two things yeah. going around his mom, the yeah. yellow and the red. Mm-hmm. So like the red could be his father, the red could be Barry in the future going back in time, right? I mean, because uh, we don't know. Um, I don't know. It's it. It's weird because he he does seem kind of cheery, right? Um, and he seems you know sincerely uh, pleasant and and cheerful, and he does get beat up, so yeah. it seems like you know, and he's in jail, so it seems like probably um, he doesn't have you know he doesn't have special powers now, and he's probably not plotting something. But I just wonder if he has some kind of inside information. Yeah, right? I mean, I wonder, you know, maybe you know, what if Doctor Wells has come to him and told him, you know, I'm from the future and I know this thing. And, you know, I, I need you to know that though it's awful you're in jail now, it's like, it's good for the big picture, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's, he's, he's kind of suffering in penance for, mm-hmm. you know, the big picture and saving his son or something like that, right? Um, I don't know. I just like trying to think of things that way, connect the dots that may never get connected. I'm How are you doing on our segments? I feel like the, uh, my, yeah, Tony's conspiracy uh, theory segment has gotten... Yeah, no, I I I actually think that conspiracy theory segment adds a lot of necessary color, um, and I'm glad you're doing the heavy lifting for that. To be frank, and I feel like that when we push back against them, we're only making your conspiracy theories stronger. Conspiracy theories work exactly. (laughs) We can't refute them, therefore, it's uh, (laughs) they must be. So, so I believe that one of the segments we have not touched on yet. Uh That I, you know, could be perhaps its own episode for this episode. Was the shut, shut up, up Cisco. Cisco? Yes, um, yes. Oh my god! There's a lot of shut up Cisco in this episode. I don't. Do you guys have highlights? Um, no. Pretty much all of Cisco's moves were a big shut up Cisco. From, uh, uh, you know, if there's no antag again, and here's something I don't understand because everybody in this in in Doctor Wells' little scientists club is is super smart, right? So knowing that 
Cisco is quote unquote the heart of the group, which is also code for saying he's not very smart. <laughs> um, knowing that Cisco is the heart of the group and that um, Hartley loves to find the soft spot and poke, poke, poke away. Like, why don't they just have either Dr. Wells or Caitlin dealing with him? And they're like, Cisco, you just don't get to go down to our civil rights violating jail at any point. Um, I don't understand why why they didn't take preventive Cisco measures because he's like a puppy. He gets into everything. And then I don't understand why Cisco, all he was like was, okay, I will absolutely do everything you say, Hartley. I will go where you tell me to go without question. And I will do everything you tell me to do without question. And then I will slap at you like a toddler who wants, who wants their Maisie. And it was just, ugh, just dumb, dumb, dumb. You know, I thought Iris got a bad rap in this episode. I think, and, and Cisco and his, I'm feeling so guilty over Ronnie. No, Ronnie was a dude with agency and he directed you to do it. And just, I, it, it was like he had an out of brain experience. Oh, the whole episode was a big shut up, Cisco. <laughs> well, I and think he, his, and ba- he, his he, bad relationship advice was the, I think the high water mark for the shut up, Cisco, mm-hmm. for me. Tell right. You know and what well, yeah, well, and he, he calls Hartley a dick. Like, how many times? <laughs> I was uh, like, yeah. is there a limit on how many times you can say that on network? I don't know, but it was one. It was at least two that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And maybe the third one was under his breath. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, come on. And then all of a sudden, like, come on, shut up, Cisco. You didn't see what's his face's face in the dark matter coming at Dr. Whatchamacallit. Mm-hmm. I was like, no way. I'm looking at it for the same amount of frames you did. And I swear to you, I saw a face, but I couldn't recognize him. Shut up. <laughs> oh, Cisco. Well, maybe he'll be quieter in the next episode after being kind of... Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be kind of on the, you know, keeping a low profile after screwing up so bad this episode. Mm. So. Well, he um, did have a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause when but you're there's, no, there's no difference in his behavior, his thought process. He's so clearly... A- a sharp blow to the head does nothing to him. Maybe that's his superpower. He can be ceaselessly knocked about the noggin without uh, anything going on. <laughs> so he, he is the real brickhead? <laughs> I don't know. I think he, I think he's, I think probably he only had one concussion in him. <laughs> I feel like the next one might, might knock him down for good. So uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't get blown up anytime soon for his sake. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, you guys are very kind about that. Okay. All I, right. I have well, something that, that any, well, hold on, I have, any closing yeah. thoughts? One last thing that uh-huh. I see as either an extreme misdirection mm-hmm. or foreshadowing out the wazoo is um, that little aside with Barry and the doctor, girl doctor, what's her mm-hmm. name? Caitlin. 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 I mean, look, that was pretty on the on the nose that huh maybe we should get together i know yeah. no they're setting it up i mean because i mean i i it's like at this point it's probably like let's just see which one is more exciting for the audience right well, <laughs> you know because it's like caitlin or is it is it going to be Felicity, linda or Felicity. is iris going to come back around now that she you know takes, <laughs> she's been taken for granted it's this is you know, well he has yeah. like no chemist on an actor on an actorly level like Grant Gustin has almost no chemistry with Iris. Like there, the, and and I don't know if it's because the Iris, the, the actress is like, I'm really gonna play this. He's my best friend since birth type thing, or if there's just nothing going on there. But like there was actual palpable, 
like you act they're, they're, when Barry and Caitlin are on screen together, the actors actually make it seem like their characters are genuinely invested in each other's well-being. Yeah. And that said, I'm a little tired of Barry having the same conversation with two beautiful brainy women mm-hmm. over the course of like the, the, the however many episodes we've had of this, this first series season of the show where, Oh, what's wrong with me? And, and I have this beautiful accomplished woman in front of me who also happens to be single and I have crazy chemistry out the wazoo. But I'm going to think about the woman who friend zones me, and I am utterly a nerd around. So I, I really want Barry and Caitlin to happen the same way. I really want Barry and Felicity to happen, because what it means is that we don't have to suffer through any more Barry and Iris, which is just never, ever going to happen. <laughs> and besides mm-hmm. that, she did say, it's all right for you to look at my goods. Problematic. Problematic. <laughs> yeah. And that he deserved it. So Yeah, uh... yeah. I've just, you know, the the, like, the whole deserve thing really puts a terrible taste in my mouth. That the yeah, whole, don't think a woman wrote that line. Yeah, so. no, no. There's nothing romantic about that at all. There is no women are not trophies to be won or lost. And and the idea that a woman is saying, oh, it's okay, I'm a trophy to be won and lost, is is just repellent. I'd like to see them walk that one back. Yeah, they, there's a couple of things there. I, you know, I mean, it, it's it's interesting that they've got Hartley as. Uh, you know, a gay character that they, the the main way they seem to use that is that he makes like weird, like sexual innuendo jokes occasionally and doesn't yeah. really have any identity beyond that. And yeah, I haven't figured out yet whether that is problematic or, you know, they're just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else it could be, but, um, oh. yeah. He's going to be a part we'll of the amb- ambiguously gay duo. Well, I don't know if there's anyone else. So, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of you know, not a lot of gay characters in the DC universe. Well, maybe so. he no. turned. Maybe maybe he turns Cisco. No, um, whoa, boo, hiss. Oh, they could fight. They could become villains together. That would be adorbs. So <laughs> there you um, go. There you go. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I think Cisco is. I think you know. There's too much bad. Yeah. Bad history there. No. You know, that no. Would, that wouldn't be good. No, I, I would like to see Hartley go up against Lex Luthor just because that would be, it's like Godzilla versus Gamera. Who do you root for? Mm-hmm. You're just like, ooh, this is a spectacle. I, I hope nobody gets hurt. I always vote for, I always root for Gamera. I, you know. Oh, do you? Uh, is it because he's, yeah. he's a flying turtle? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like, you're like, oh, that should be obviously. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, 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 it's on his business card. Gamera, flying turtle. You know, <laughs> case closed. So. What what more do you want? <laughs> I guess I'm just demanding. <laughs> I just I've always I've always been on Team Gamera yeah. since a small child. I don't I've never I've never really just stopped to think about it the other way. Oh, this that's just delightful. Sports is like for other people. Oh my oh. god, this is just delightful. I'm I'm so happy we're having this conversation. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> like team gamera t-shirts i think oh we should also gosh. at some point we should do like an april we, we should we should just rename this the gamera fan podcast <laughs> every week it's like oh sure barry did okay saving all those orphans and nuns but what would gamera <laughs> gamera has never been in a love triangle i just i just now, I, yeah. me, to my knowledge gamera has not you know no uh, and i can't you know. i can't see where that would have worked for him Really? Yeah, it's complicated when you're a giant monster. <laughs> yeah. so. Although the CW could have made it work somehow, I I'm feel confident about that. There's just not a lot of privacy. No. Yeah. No reasonable expectation of privacy. That's the sad part. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we this this has actually been a relatively uh, slow flash flashcast, which makes sense because it was kind of a slow furniture moving type of episode. Delightful, nonetheless, but, you know, kind of slow. So... 
Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in with us this week. I am Lisa Schmeiser. Uh, I think my name's Phil Moslack. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I am definitely Tony Sindelar. All right. And thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> Camera. Dr. Forrester is kind of a jerk.